Good morning, LBC Radio. This is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today I have on R.J. Conrad. R.J. Conrad is from Enola, PA, where he lives, where he lives with his wife and their three young children. He formed his band Rascal Revival and in 2017 as a folk trio, and they have grown into a full six-piece band in recent years. They've made some noise locally, opening for bands like Switchfoo. Medusa's Disco, excuse me, and national touring artist Keller Williams, along with leading Rascal Revival, you can find RJ playing solo acoustic gigs, even some acoustic duo gigs with lead guitarist Jake Joyce, at some of the area's wineries, vineyards, bars, and live music venues. If you ask him, his most important work is done during the day, staying at home to raise his three children, who are not only an inspiration for his songwriting, but sometimes even help with the process. Follow RJ here at his website, uh, rascalrevivalmusic.com, on Spotify, which is Rascal Revival. Yes. And Facebook page, he has a Facebook page for Rascal Revival, Instagram as well. Correct. And he has a band camp, which is also under the name Rascal Revival. RJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really excited. <clears throat> Because uh, you're one of the more interesting people that I, I think I, I'm going to have on, given uh, your line, your primary line of work, which is a, a full-time dad. Yeah. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. I want to I wanna know what inspired you to do music to begin with. Uh, years ago, actually, in elementary school, we had a local cover band come by, and they played what was one of my favorite songs at the time, which was If You Could Only See by Tonic. Mm. And... I felt like I was the only person in that gymnasium full of screaming kids during that song. And I just remember just feeling connected with the, the music and with the people who were playing the instruments. And uh, they, they played other songs as well, most of which I later figured, found out that they were also cover songs, but I hadn't heard them being mm. in, what, second or third grade. And uh, it made me realize that writing music would be incredible. Um, and then it wasn't until years later, um, once I was in college, that I really picked up a guitar. And I mean, I had one prior to that, but uh, I picked up a guitar and haven't really put it down much since. Um, I want to connect with people when I write music and when I perform music. And I, and I think I, I, at this point, I try to, I want to reconnect, re, um, not reconnect, but connect with people in the same way that I did when I, when I was younger. Mm. Um, and you I think, to recreate I think that connection. That same connection, yes, exactly. And I think music has the power to do that. Oh, absolutely. That, that not many other things, if anything, has the power to do. No, uh, music is a universal, uh, it's a universal language and a universal co uh, connector. Absolutely. Um, even, granted, uh, you can play a song in like a Western song to a different civilization and they'll understand yeah. what, what, what the feeling is. Right, exactly. And it's some it's really incredible how uh, influential just music is in general. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, it really is. And it, looking back, I'm, it's unfortunate that it took me so long. I was one of those people that looked at other people playing music and was like, man, I always wanted to do that. Mm. And I was just tired of saying, I've always wanted to do that. Um, I played sports my whole life. And in college, I was actually forced out of sports because of injuries. And after that, I was always used to having a two-hour block of, for practice. And I picked up my guitar, and almost two hours a day, I would practice. And I got, I got pr pretty good over the years. Um, yeah, two hours a day, you're going to get pretty good uh, at whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I, and, and I, th I think that's one of the things that I was able to understand from my years of sports was that you're not just going to be good at, at anything. You have to practice to get good at it. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> And and also, early on, you're not going to be good. Mm -mm. So you have to understand those two things in order to get better. You're you're not going to sound good right away. And in order to sound good, you're going to have to put in the time. And it is tedious yeah, to do that. It can be. And especially with like guitar where you have to build up calluses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes your fingers start bleeding. And it's like, why am I? It, it almost feels like self-torture yeah. at and points. With being a stay-at-home dad is, now, I don't get to practice as much. So I've I had a gig a year or two ago with the band where, forty five minutes into a, a three hour set, my 
right hand started bleeding. Oh no! All over my guitar. So I just taped it up with electrical tape, and we made it. We made it happen. But oh my! It was it was uncomfortable. That's for sure. That, uh, that fresh feeling like right off your fingertip there. Yeah, it was it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, no. That's uh, one of the things that I've uh, hated trying to play guitar is. Just the amount of, like, after I'm done, I see, like, dents in my finger, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what in the world? Yeah, it can be pretty gnarly when you don't, when you're not familiar with it, especially, like, like you said, when you see, like, indentations that are, like, sometimes you press your finger and it comes right back out, but, like, right, you see yeah. indentations, they're there for a long time before it presses itself back out. Yeah, it's it's uh, wild to me. I have high respect for anybody who plays an, a stringed instrument in general because, oh, my goodness, the calluses that they, like the it's it's almost like touching work hands right yeah oh yeah that 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 roughness to it yeah yeah callous and like back when i was first learning how to play guitar seriously um i had a 12 string so to make my my calluses even worse i was i was playing a lot and i had a 12 string so i'm envious of those calluses i used to have Mm. um but i i still i've had a couple i had a what three shows last weekend and made it through without any blood so that was good that's that's always uh, (laughs) it's always good um, you had talked about a little bit pre-show about how similar sport and music was. Yeah, um, it's funny because like going into uh, the the music scene when I when I when I did, you go to open mics. You're not gonna yes. you're not gonna go anywhere else. You're not gonna be able to find a gig until you That's play right. music in front of people. And one of the places I went, I mentioned that, and I could see literally see people just being turned off immediately, and it just reminded me of how when I was in high school, like how the adolescent mind, there's people who play sports and then there's people who play music and there's not much of not an, much in, of, of an overlap. But they're really doing the same thing. You have to practice. You have to prepare. You have to be mentally sharp for your, your performance. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things, my favorite things about both sports and music is everything else that you're doing that's going on in your life for that, five-minute song or that 30-minute performance or that hour-long game or that three-hour-long show, nothing else matters. Right. Take, like, nothing else that you're going through. And it actually makes those things easier to deal with. To deal with, yes. Um, it's a coping mechanism. Absolutely. I know I know people who have um, multiple siblings in their family, and I feel like knowing where we're at now as adults – I'm able to see the differences in in how, like, oh, this 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 sibling had a very structured. They played sports, they played music, whatever it was, and it helped them. And then their same sibling who may not have done those things is struggling emotionally now. And I mm. I personally think that there's a correlation between growing up in sports or in music and having those things help you grow and challenge you, that that really pay dividends down the road when you're when you're coming to some real things that happen in your life as an adult. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I never thought about it like that. But if you have, like, a passion as a child that that uh, that you throw your entire... Granted, there are some people who uh, just play sports for the fun of it. And that's, yeah. it, and that's li- literally it. And I've seen pe- parents overdo it. And th- Yeah, that's all I was, was going to say. I've seen plenty of that over the years, too. Yeah, but if, if your child is truly passionate about something... Uh, I, I was passionate about Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. Yeah. Awesome. Like going out into nature and doing, yeah, and and yeah, as and <laughs> not only to mention the uh, psychological effects that are literally documented of going outside and hanging out in the sun and exactly doing all these wonderful things with nature, uh, but to be passionate about it and love doing it, even when even if I'm getting bitten by a million mosquitoes, even if I'm getting sunburned off off anything, yeah, um, I, I'm. It nothing else truly met. I I don't know if you listened to my other podcast, but I, I had a really rough childhood uh, yeah, dealing did, with uh, domestic violence yeah. and, and your dad, right? Yeah, yeah. my dad and uh, having to deal with losing a house and yeah. and all that other jazz. Um, and I was able to cope with that because I I could go out and you know just enjoy nature. I could yeah. I could get my hands dirty. I can chop up some wood. Right. Oh yeah. Um. And you know, get that manual anger labor. Out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Manual labor goes a long way. <laughs> For sure. And it's not everyone's preferred method. No. Granted, whether whether because some people I know sew like so, like sewing like knitting. Yeah. Uh, and that gets them so far. Right. Oh yeah. Just by by just by monoton- 
not monotonously, but it's it's almost like it's yeah. just automatic. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, there's there's a therapeutic yeah um portion to that. And what's cool is you're actually making something with that time too. Right, and um and th- yeah, like like even. Granted, my parents would say he's wasting his time, but I used to make these gigantic Lincoln log, Lincoln log structures yeah. or gigantic train track structure, structures. Yeah. I, what in uh, what a an adult might have said? Well, he's just practicing to be an engineer, right? Exactly. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, and I think I think our generation has a very big advantage to previous generations in the fact that we just have a general better understanding of how the human mind works, and we have so much more stuff to do. Yeah, like. Like, oh, yeah. back then, um, you know, you would get, like, a little toy fire truck, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, right. And you get, now you have these all this wonderful technology that can be used for good or bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. To be, to be said. Moderation but, with everything. Moderation with everything, for sure. But, oh, my goodness, can you get a child behind so many different activities yeah. uh, that was most likely never available to them Oh, yeah, ever. yeah. And the amount of growth that humans and our society has seen in the past 50 to 100 years is is wild completely mind-blowing and there and there's pros and cons to that for sure oh, yeah it definitely is there definitely is and it's it's almost it's easy to forget that ha- that that einstein was alive in the 60s like right. you know what i mean it's like a, here's one of the most mind-blowing facts i ever uh ever came up or ever came across was that uh martin luther king and anne frank were born in the same year yeah right it's crazy. It, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy You're, to think about. Crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. Um, and it's 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 wild the amount of uh like access that children have oh, yeah. to do something with, with themselves. Yeah. Uh and to put put themselves fully behind a project. Because I, I truly do believe that a child needs to have that stimulation oh, yeah. in their brain. Yeah. Whether it just be playing with Barbies or toys and dolls or whatever. Because, you know, that, like, it's fashion. Yeah. If right? anything. Yeah. Or, or that's it's organization at, at some or point. Or even if nothing else, it's they're learning to manipulate things with their hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. They're they're being tactile. Exactly, yeah. Um, One of the video games, even if I hadn't played video games, I would not have been really good with my, like, hand-eye coordination or, yeah. or uh, granted... You know, my family was like, oh, he's just playing video games, wasting his life. Everything in moderation. Right, exactly, yeah. But uh, now I'm really tactile with my hands. I I can move my hands around in ways that other people can't. When I play piano, for example. Oh, yeah. There's... I'm. I have such incredible reach. Not only because I have gigantic monster hands, (laughs) but also I can like reach an octave plus uh, three, two or three. Oh wow. Yeah, which is struggle with octave. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's it's in it's insane. Um, and that's all because I played video games as, as yeah. a child, and I have really good accuracy because of that too. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of those games you need to be very precise on. Very precise. Yeah. So it's it's really awesome. Um, if you do have children, um, everything in moderation. That is absolutely one hundred percent true. Yeah. But don't disencourage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it. Uh, one thing I I try to do with my kids at home is if if they are doing something they're not supposed to be doing is just redirect them to something else instead of telling them no constantly. Which mm-hmm. I mean I struggle with. I'm I'm human, you know. I, yes. Redirecting is much is going to build a better foundation of trust between you and your your kid than than you just, just telling them no, no all the time. And you exactly. can't do anything else. Yeah, and I'm I I really I feel obligated to mention that I'm incredibly lucky to be able to stay home with my kids. There's so many people out there that can't that can't. I mean it's childcare is, is is the price of childcare is crazy wild and we have we have 3 now um so to send 3 kids to 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 daycare or preschool would would be i would be basically basically going to work for that to happen mm-hmm. so um my wife and i made some decisions early on we like our first house was a dirt cheap house and we got out of debt and we saved some money and um now i'm lucky enough and able to to, to stay home with the three kids for our first child. Um, my wife and I both worked full time. Mm. She worked nights and she actually worked nights up towards just a few months ago, um, even with three kids. So it was, there was some sacrifices made for sure. For sure. Um, I started staying home when my wife went back to work after our second was born. Mm. Um, so it's been, he's about three and a half now. So about how long I've been doing this. Um, and it's so, it's so, 
I'm so lucky to see them grow every day because there's, there's so many things. Like, there's a new something new almost every day. And something new almost I'm, every day. And it's so I'm so glad I can be the one to share those things with my wife instead of them not being shared, being shared with someone that we're paying to watch them. Right. Um, yeah. Like I said, we're in a very very fortunate situation. Um, that the only thing that I wish I could do different is have my wife be the one mm. who gets to because I want so bad for her. To experience to be, those moments. To experience, to, to experience all of it. Um, but I went to school to be a teacher. I'm not doing that. Um, mm. I, I worked in the automotive field for a long time. And she was a nurse. So it kind of made sense when we decided that we didn't want to send the kids to daycare. When we'd start making moves early on and I would be the one to stay home with them. Which is, I have, I have younger siblings too. So I was about 10 when th- I had three more siblings be born so i got to see them <laughs> that, yeah i got a lot of experience in that in that time um so i feel like i had probably almost became a, a mini dad yeah i came in comfortable i i was able to be okay this is i knew what had to happen and, and how to handle certain situations um and that's and that's always good and that, i'm still learning yeah right and uh there's no perfect parent at all no but um having that experience for sure helps i'm i'm uh teaching children how to swim and that that's from like I, I taught a three-month-old yesterday yeah, that's crazy. and all the way up to like adults and yeah. it's I think it's almost invaluable because not only not only do I get to see the progression of being yeah. there's one kid who was crying at the moment their feet touched the water right like I'm I was wondering how the heck did he even take baths at this right point? <laughs> um and they're like clutching onto me like death gripping me yeah. like like I'm having marks yeah. being put on my oh, body because yeah. they're so scared and now he can float on his back no problem yeah it may be a little little worry but that's all yeah it's the uh, the amount of joy yes. and uh reward that comes from seeing a child grow uh, it's, 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 it's unbelievable it's unbelievable man and that that gets you through the hardest days of your entire life it does and it's it's crazy because like you see so much in such a short period of time i mentioned this to you before the show like i forget, i think i learned it in college because i went to school for kinesiology um if we if humans continued to grow at the rate we do the first couple of years, we would Giants. be huge. Yeah. The amount of growth that happens in the first few years is you can literally see things daily and weekly that like visually. Um visually, yes. As my youngest, there was times where she looked she would look exactly like my wife's baby pictures. And then like two weeks later, look exactly like my baby pictures. Oh wow, really? Yeah, it, it's crazy how she would just go back and forth. Now she looks more like my wife and I I hope it stays that way. <laughs> but uh, there was a time, and with her being my third, it was the first time that I looked at uh, my own baby in my hands, and there was a weird time warp thing because I've seen pictures of myself that looked exactly like that. Mm. And th- that was like the first two didn't, they looked like me, but not just like my son looks like a mini version of me now. Oh, really? But not necessarily like I did when I was his age. Um, but there was a period in time, it was just a weird time warp looking at her face because it looked so much like I've seen pictures of right. my baby pictures. That's so, it's so interesting. I've always been told that I look exactly like my dad did when he was older. And it, it to the point where um he handed me a picture, no, no context. There was, there was no context yeah. behind this. He just handed me a picture and I was like, I never had those glasses. Right. And he was like, that's, that's me. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> So I, I live, I now live in the hometown that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I moved away for a while. I came back and I'm seeing some friends that I grew up with again. And a lot of some of these guys never, I never thought they looked like their dads growing up. And every single one of them now is, looks exactly like their dad did when I first met their dad. That's why. Like when I was little, yeah. you know what I mean? I go over to a friend's house. I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. That's that's what they look like now. All yeah. all of the guys look exactly like their dads now. Yeah, it's it's so it's so fascinating um, that that's how it works, right? Yeah. It, um. Oh my goodness, it's so, it's so much fun. I I can't wait to have my own children. It's such a blessing. It's a, yeah, it's such yeah. a blessing, and um, and it's so different from like I have other people's children um yeah. all the time. And uh, it's 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 awesome, but it's not. You get to give them back. Yeah, I have to give. I have to give them back, right? And some of them are the cutest things in the world. Yeah. And some like some some of them they might be giving me a hard time, and uh, afterwards I'm like, I just want a hug, and I'm like, 
Okay. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that's literally all they need. Like, that, oh, my goodness. That's yeah. it. It's it's something we've talk, uh, talked about a few times on the podcast is is the developmental process of a child, like of how little the littlest things, like things you would have never thought of, change the perspective of a child. Like if yeah. you don't give them a hug, if you yeah. don't give them a high five, oh, yeah. if you don't say good job or say I love you yeah. when they go, or you don't even wave goodbye to right. them, that's it's gonna stick with them oh, in yeah. the back in their minds and. And uh, parenting is almost a nightmare because you have to figure figure out those uh, those little things and have to balance and have to constantly because and I each know, one's different. And each one, yeah. Is different. So I we, exactly that's what I had to figure out was my my third is nothing like my first two. Oh my goodness! So I had to just figure out okay, how am I going to handle this situation? And like she slept way worse than the first two did. So I was like, oh, that's my no. first first real dealing with not a good sleeper. My goodness. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, I, I have an ADHD brain, so it, yeah. it's, it's going to come naturally to me. I, or it does usually come more naturally to me when I have to like deal with children. Um, but it's going to be a whole nother level because there are some times where I'm, I, I can't be bothered to interact yeah. with children the way they I'm, need to be interacted yeah. with. Let alone like, I don't even want to deal with adults and they're easy. Or they're not necessarily easier, but like, Sometimes I adults I could deal with an adult. Though. Yeah, they can. Adults are small t- or children still. Or children still. Yes. I, yes. Once I realized that, I, I looked at the world completely differently. Like adults are just large children. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is almost easier sometimes to deal with an adult. Or uh, sometimes uh, I come into work and I'm like, I don't have the in the mind power to talk to you as an adult. <laughs> I, I have to save it for the kids. Yeah, and I get I'm with kids all day, so mm-hmm. like when I get the chance to interact with an adult, I'll usually jump at it. Like I go out and I play music, and I'll have a drink or two, and then I'll realize that I'm talking to someone after the show who came up to talk to me, and I'm like, oh crap, how long have I been talking? <laughs> you know, because like I just don't get to interact with adults a ton. Um, so yeah, I just and there's there's some funny things I've seen online relating to that. But with it, it's for me, sometimes it's easier to deal with adults because I deal with children all day and the, vice versa. If you're dealing with adults all day, children can be a breath of fresh air. Like right. I used to come home from work when my first when we were, only had one kid and just I didn't have a, I didn't enjoy my work. So I, and then I would come home and I would just be in such a better mood instantly. Yeah, I'm. Oh, my it's, my wife might argue with the instantly thing, but but well, I mean, <laughs> to, you know, it's, everything is relative for yeah, sure. Yeah, because uh, from her perspective, she, you're coming in. I don't want to talk to adults. I want to talk right? To yeah, children. right. Yeah, exactly. And granted, my wife is way smarter than anybody I used to work with, but uh, <laughs> I'm not who, who, sure who that says more about. But <laughs> right, she's incredibly smart, and um, some of the guys I work with are very very smart too, but not all of them. <laughs> and you know what? The average. It, it it always uh, surprises me how how much the average human like intellectually wise what the average you have to realize there's an average intellect of humans yeah and then half, half of, of the that. population are George Car- George Carlin is who, who I who I heard of like talked about that first but I'm sure it's yeah that's about. kind of I think yeah. who I got it from yeah um, so it, a lot of what he says probably shouldn't be said on this station oh but, absolutely but, uh, <laughs> absolutely not but that that is that is one that you can. That's one quote. Yeah, that's a good one, I, for sure. That's like, like I mentioned earlier. Once I realized that, realized that, it's like, oh, okay, the world mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense now. Like, there's actually some dumb people making really important decisions. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's and mo- and and money talks. Money too, talks. So like yep. There's there's a lot of things that are out of our control. Um, unfortunately. Unfor- yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it was one one of the. Uh, well, we'll not, we'll not touch that, but um, <laughs> but um, uh, I want to know what a day in the life of of a dad at home looks like. Because I assume that you homeschooled your children at this point now. Um, uh, my youngest is four, so she'll be going to school next year. Uh, we don't we were we're, talk, oh, okay. we're we're not sure. Um, we've talked about homeschooling. We've talked about sending her, but she's got a July birthday, so we were going to wait till next year. Mm-hmm. The kicker for me was, when we do we want to send her this year or next year, was. How old do we want her to be when she graduates high school? 17 or 18? 18 is what I would rather. If I'm going to send my daughter off, off to college, uh, I'd yeah, much yeah, rather I her be 18 than 17. Have that extra year for her brain to develop. Right. Or, or my fair son, enough. same thing. Like if he had a July birthday, you, your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. So for, for, for boys, right? Isn't it different? Male for and women? female. I think it's, I think oh, it's okay. 25. 
I, I could be wrong, um, but it's right around the same. Right. Um, regardless, 18, your brain's still developing. Right, that's right. Um, and so with me being having gone to school to be a teacher, that's something that we're considering. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have another year to make that decision because she's not five yet. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, I graduated when I was 17, yeah. uh, high school, and um, I never really – Thought about it that way. Yeah, uh, I, I guess my it was there was a lot more that went into the conversation. Right. But. Um. So what what is a day in the life for a dad, a uh, stay home dad? I'm usually up by six o'clock, six thirty. When my wife leaves for work, uh, I started waking up when she leaves recently. As a, I used to let my kids wake me up, and then I'm just groggy and trying mm-hmm. to trying to manage fifty million. Yeah, things. I, if I give myself 15, 20 minutes to get up before they're awake. Um, granted, the sun's coming up earlier and earlier now, which is making that a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to get up 15 to 20 minutes before they can, so like 6 o'clock-ish. They're usually up by 6, 30, 7. Um, oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I was a kid. I wasn't up to like until I was forced to be up. Well, I th- hopefully as they get older, that will change because right now they're 4, 3, and 1. Mm. So oh, yeah, that makes a diaper, sense. diaper needs change that right away. Sense. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've been changing diapers every day for Solid number of years now. <laughs> uh, how's how's that been for you? Um, it's really not that bad. The changing oh, really? the type of thing, yeah, it's it's. I'm a super germaphobic. Yeah, person, if you so. go into it with a with a like anything, if you go into it with a positive mindset, and if you if you just, all right, I'm gonna get this done real quick. So they don't it's pee over. on me and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I I only had one boy, so I didn't have to worry about getting peed on too much. Um, but yeah, I'm up. I'm usually making them breakfast by about seven seven thirty, depending on what time they woke up. Uh. And we eat breakfast. They take a while to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so breakfast usually lasts till somewhere around nine. So, excuse me. Um, and then we will usually listen to music. My mm-hmm. youngest will say that she wants to dance, but she really just wants to listen to music. Gotcha. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, listen to music or watch. Actually, we usually listen to music for a solid half hour hour um we've actually discovered some music together which is really fun oh, that's cool um what music have they uh, gravitated towards lake street dive is a big one lake street dive i don't think i've yeah, ever heard of that they one. are fantastic um i'll have to write that one my down. drummer actually introduced me to them and they have a female lead singer upright bass drums guitar and now just recently had a keyboard mm. um but they're all just incredibly talented musicians certainly worth checking out they'll be at we're actually, I'm taking the, my oldest two to see them in June. Actually, oh, this cool. month, I guess, in wow. a few weeks down in New York. Oh, um, wow. I took my oldest a couple <clears throat> years ago when they played at the Whitaker Center. And they saw her. And they came out after after their encore. And they they had signed a drum head. And they gave it to her. She <gasps> was so like, cool. So I have that hanging up in her room now. I'm sorry, I'm kind of backtracking no, I, from the daily life thing. But, uh, but yeah, we listen to a, good, a lot of music, which is... For me, so much fun because I love music and I, I, they're learning to love music and they play their instruments along with them. They have a little ukulele and a little violin. Um, That's really just cool. Getting them in their hands and getting them, they can both strum that the guitar really well. My oh, oldest really? too. Yeah, they don't play anything yet, right, but they course, they're, but... they're they're getting really good at, and they're asking me for picks all the time. <laughs> um, but it's it's so much fun to to just use YouTube or because um, they're very visual. They want to mm. see what's coming next. Gotcha. Um, and I can tell them though, if, right, if it's right. if it's not something that's appropriate. Um, but we use Pandora or Spotify, which is nice. I can turn the TV off, like the screen off, and have that stuff play. Um, because, like I said, I usually do that for about an hour. Um, and then they'll usually ask to watch a show. Uh, we usually stick to like Daniel Tiger, which is basically Mr. Rogers in yeah, cartoon form. It's, isn't um, that with the the, ti- with the tiger and the little yeah. kid, blind kid? Uh, no, it's uh, it's a cartoon, basically with uh, the trolley and stuff from Mr. Rogers. Oh, so it's literally just literally, a Mr. Rogers ripoff, almost. It's supported by the same by the Mr. Rogers company. They they oh, actually so make it's a it. Yes, gotcha. yes. Um, oh, I'm so going to say ripoff in a bad. I have what I really like about that show is it helps them be be emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. And then we have Leapfrog for like. The ABCs and one two three. Yes, um, I remember Leapfrog. That's been great. They all know all the. Not my youngest, but my oldest two know their all their letters and the sounds they make and can spell their names. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure my oldest could pass kindergarten. Could have passed kindergarten this year, but really. Um, and I think that just comes from being able to be. She's brilliant on her own. Don't get me wrong, but I think the time that I've been able to be home with her and 
and spend with her when the other two are napping. Like she loves to draw and, and color. And so usually by 11 o'clock, my youngest is going down for a nap. Mm-hmm. Or recently turned into 1130. Um, so she goes down for a nap around 1130 and the other two will have their quiet time where they color or do a puzzle or something together. And then my son will go down for his nap. My oldest is done napping. So that gives her and I some one-on-one opportunity. Um, That's been nice. In the middle of the day, which is really nice. Um, so they'll, the youngest two will actually sleep till about the same time, even though oh, wow. my oldest goes down an hour, older one goes down an hour later. So they'll sleep till about 2, 2.30, sometimes 3 if I let them, but mm-hmm. that makes for a nightmare bedtime situation because mm-hmm. they slept too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, I mean, in, in that time, I'm sorry, before, before nap time and after nap time, they get snacks or lunch depending gotcha. on what time all that. I mean, every day is a little bit different. Right. Um, and they're hungrier than... Than you could ever imagine. Yeah, sometimes they get full-on lunch with multiple courses, and sometimes they get, they get a crackers. You know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's nice that I'm learning to read that, and they are old enough to now just to tell me how hungry they are. Mm. Um, and then... Your daughter's like, I could eat a horse. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Okay, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many waffles do you want, like... I'll oh, have wow. two waffles. Two whole waffles. You can eat two whole waffles right now. Like, yeah. All right. Let's do it. It must be nice <laughs> for you because you get all the leftovers. Right. Oh, I do. I do. I definitely get the leftovers. Uh, and then after they wake up and have their snack, we either go outside. Um, my dad got the kids a blow up like jump house with a slide and a, oh, wow, and like a section a for water. House. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, cool. it's a nice size for their age. Um, so we actually just broke that out the other day. Uh, with it being like 90 degrees but oh, we always yeah. we try to find new things to do in the afternoon that's our time to explore which the summertime might might flip-flop that because the shade in our yard is there in the morning mm. so if we're going to go do something in the morning in the in the yard should probably be in the morning and it won't be quite as hot then either yeah i'm sure you have to but that, that that pushes us close to dinner time and i gotta i'm if my wife's working a 12-hour shift i'll be in charge of dinner if she can get home in time for dinner she usually i mean i just my kids say that she makes really good dinner and I make really good breakfast. That's you know, fair enough. <laughs> I don't make that great of dinner. Like last night they got quesadillas and mm. watermelon and something else that was pretty easy. But when my wife makes dinner, she knocks it out of the park and we right. have leftovers for a couple of days. Oh, wow. So like it's not, we get, we get fed well. Um, that's, that's, well, that's good. That's important. And what's, what's nice is some days my wife will work an eight hour shift. Sometimes, sometimes she's 12. But what's really nice is she's on days now. That's the mm. biggest game changer for me. Because like one shift used to, she had to sleep before during the day and then yeah. the, the day after. So one shift took up two days. And I'm sure the kids would be like, I wanted to see yeah. mommy. And, they, and, and then exactly. go in and do her They wanted to and... see her all the time. And like we have sound machines to help drown out sound and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But now that she's on days, it's, it's, it's such a big so difference. Like, I feel like we have an extra day a week at least to to, to, do, things to do things because her days off aren't spe- her she's not spending sleeping catching up on sleep. Right, yeah. Um and I, I can just go outside and like cut the grass if it needs done or pull some weeds or whatever whatever needs done around the house. Mm-hmm. Um that's I isolate days like if it's going to I I watch the weather like if if she's going to be off when it's nice I'm like all right I'm going to do something outside. I try to get that planned before I go out and do it. Um, but there's always there's always something always going something on, do. always something to do. Especially we got we bought a new house last year. Mm. Um, we got incredibly lucky with the yeah, market. I was about to say, yeah, the, um, you, you picked a nice time to do it. We, yeah, we we sold our, our first house. I had finished the basement, uh, put a new bathroom in, so we we made out pretty well on the, the sale of that house. Mm-hmm. And then the same day that we sold, long story short, here because there's a lot more that goes into this. Long story short. The same day that we signed off on our house, um, my mother-in-law's best friend got an offer on her house, and we knew that we wanted that house if there was any way. Mm. We could, and it, the same day, she got an offer on it and called us and said, essentially, do you want to buy my house? They, uh, my mother-in-law had plans with her to hang out that night, and she's like, hey, I, d- I got an offer on my house today. And it, she's like, oh, you don't sound very excited. She Likely sounded less excited than I just did, but right. yeah. <laughs> um, but why? Like, why don't you sound excited about it? And she's like, "Well, they're being pushy and about signing like right now, and like I don't know, it just feels weird." And my mother-in-law goes, "Well, what if I told you 
RJ and Kat sold their house this morning. And they called me right away. They called me right away. And my wife was on the way out her door, the door for her to go to work. I was like, your mom's calling me. She's like, why is my mom calling you? Just answer it. It's like, all right, I'll answer it. So I answered it. And she's like, hey, I have, I have Shannon here. And, and then like, so my wife stops and like, we talked about so then that was that was basically yeah, it. That was like, it. Yeah, the next day we had we were under contract and that's awesome. So like I would have told you this was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life before she went out of her way to sell us her house. But now I'm like, but I'm like where can I get your name tattooed on me? Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> I just my next changed child my life. Yeah, like just changed my life. Like it's I didn't grow up in a very big house. I I I didn't have my own room till my 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 roommate left after a semester. Uh, in my freshman year of college, like mm-hmm. I never had my own room. I lived in a small house. Um, I agree. My parents did their best, but like, um, it's just not something I had. Right. And, and I, 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 it's, I knew that was something I always wanted for my kids was mm-hmm. for them to have their own room if, if they wanted it. Like my, right now my, my girls share a room. We have a spare room, but they they're the age them. that they just like each other's company and right. like to share a room. So, and my wife, my wife loves that. Like, cool. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's one thing I've, uh, I've always wanted to have a bigger house. I, I never, uh, I never grew up in, I, I, I wouldn't say we, we didn't grow up in, in a small house per yeah. se. Granted, it was only me and my dad, um, my sister and my mother. So it was yeah. literally not that, not that bad at all. Yeah. I'm one of six. We, right. I'm the second oldest. So it was, it was three for, till I was about 10. And then there was another group of three that were born in over i guess five or six years requires a big house yeah and then they after i graduated high school they moved out to a bigger house so like that was and they all got their own rooms and i was like wait a second wait a second second. this isn't isn't fair (laughs) yeah but But, first child always gets the roughest life and and my yeah my older brother actually had it worse um yeah i guess he never he probably never had his own room longer than that because i mean he di- he didn't have a roommate that left first after one semester of college. Oh my! Um, and then I know he had. I mean, I I had to ask him, but it was probably a little bit longer than me as far as that. But he definitely got the rough end as far as be a little bit more disciplined. My parents were a little bit more disciplined with him and kind of slowly backed off over the years with the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's I feel like that might be natural, just as you get older, like as a parent, but. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 funny because it's it's such a natural thing, but there's people that get upset about it. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like you could have changed anything. No, exactly. And like I don't, there's not, I don't think of my parents any differently because of right that. because but of like their personal but, situation. But because of my personality, I'm gonna right. give you a hard time about it. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. This, I'm gonna, I do that with everything. That's how I show people affection. Like I. Right. I give them a little jab, and, and it's never. Well, at least in my in my in my from my view, it's never crosses a line, but. Yeah, well, that's how you really know if you're friends with somebody. If you can right. throw a jab at them, and they're like, "All right, okay, yeah, gotcha. me and my best friends, you should hear us, man." It's yeah. I don't know if you heard our, my conversation with Co- Cody, Cody Kilburn. Um, that was recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Just the other day, and I, I was like, "You got to get yourself organized." And he was like, "All right, Corey, let's talk about you. How <laughs> right. about your car?" And I was like, <laughs> "All right, fair enough." <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I mean that's really how you know if you got a strong bond with somebody. I'll mess around. I, I play around with my dad, and my grandmother all the yeah, time. Oh, yeah. si- I, I'll rag on my sister a lot, and she's like, "Okay, yeah." Shut if up. They, if they ask me to stop, I'll stop. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's usually just one it's or two. Time just, and place. Yeah, time oh, yeah, and place. Absolutely. Read the room. Read the room for yeah. sure. Yeah, but um, I want to get more into. Cause well, we, we've, fin- I'm going to finish this real quick. Okay, go for it. Um, dinner, like I said, just like breakfast lasts quite a while. So dinner is usually from like five thirty to seven ish, mm. and then at that point, kids' bedtime is like seven thirty, eight o'clock. So, so it's, it's, like, it's basically get them ready for bed and get cleaned up from dinner and. And then you get to hang out with your wife for yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, if she, if That's depending nice. on what what uh what type of day she, what type of day she'd had, twelve hour shift, eight hour shift, she has a night requirement where she has to go in like once or twice a month um, mm. to say this position she's in now. But it's been such a, a big difference. It's I'm sure it's a lot nicer. Yeah. Um. Than than it's, having this to this past year has been a a lot of big changes for the better for, for the us. better. And it's, yeah, I couldn't imagine having uh. Because as a husband, you want to be with your wife anyway. Right. So yeah. having to choose to like, all right, I have to sacrifice my wants for her needs of sleep. Yeah. <clears throat> and then 
<clears throat> maybe I'll see her when she comes in yeah. uh, in the morning, but it's only going to have to be like a short amount of time exactly. before she has to go to sleep again. Yeah. And she's like, she'll come home and want to see the kids and want to stay up, but she's so tired. She just can't. I, yeah, yeah, like it's it's so it's so nice that that she's on day shift now, and it's been such a such a, a game more, changer for yeah. me. Like, I know that all the sacrifices we made years ago, like, have paid off. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was it like to start your band? Because you had mentioned before the show that it was either at this one point it was either now or never. Yeah, uh, I always once I started playing guitar. And really writing my own stuff, I just knew that things I was writing needed more sound than mm. just an acoustic guitar. There's plenty of great musicians out there that can play with just an acoustic guitar and write great songs. Um, but adding and, is always fun. Yes, for sure. And playing, I have become <clears throat> such a better musician in the past four or five years that I've had the band than I d- did before. And with much far less practice. Part of that is just the growth of being a musician. And playing with uh, and, other people. Yeah, and just playing with them and, and having a band where every single guy in the band is a better musician than me ha- makes me want to be so much better. And like, so the times that I do get to put into practice, I'm hyper-focused on whatever I need to, feel like I need to get better mm-hmm. at. Um, and what's cool about it is like a lot of things I didn't like about songs I was writing were just my vocal tone. Mm. So being home listening to music with the kids, I'm just going to sing it along with this Adele song and not have anyone hear it and get better at singing because I'm practicing singing way up here. Right. You know, um, and that's I've noticed a difference in just being around the house. And, and I'm one of those people that somebody can say something like a, a phrase and it'll just make me think of a song that has that word yep. or a phrase yeah. in it. And like when I'm around the kids, I don't have to filter that like around adults. You kind of having a conversation. You kind of just be awkward. To yeah, put to that break in. out into song, but at home with the kids, I can just do that mm-hmm. and like practice hitting a note, and not have anyone around to really care about it. And what's really cool is like they get to give me feedback, and they are very honest. Kids, kids are honest. <laughs> honest. Like if, if I don't, like if they're dancing to something, I'm like, okay, this is this this has something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they just say, "Daddy, I don't like this one," then I'm like, okay. Noted. No, noted. <laughs> yeah. uh, Daddy, no. But yeah, my, my goal was to start the band before my first child was born. And she'll be five here in July. And I, the band started basically, I, we had our first practice at my old house and it was empty. Mm. And I want to say it was probably April, April or May that we had our first practice in that house. And it was, like I said, just completely empty. Great acoustics, but like, right. I had to project more than I normally do. And, and that's... The, with new guys around and I was like, oh, I don't know how this went, <laughs> but my violinist has stuck, stuck around since then. Um, the guy I had, I had playing percussion actually is a sound guy at HMAC in Harrisburg now. Oh, wow. So that took away all of his Fridays and Saturday nights. Yep. So like I got kind of out a drummer. Right. So, in 2019, about two years after the band first started, I mean, it was a few months till we got gigs and we released our first EP about a year into the project. Um, I lost a drummer, so I had to find a new one. I got on that website, Bandmix, which apparently they have like algorithms where if you try to put your personal information without paying for your personal information to be on there, they'll, they'll yank it off. So, like... I was one of the people that thought I like got around that, but then like I just logged on. I didn't log on, and I searched for myself, and I found out that none of my personal information was there. So long story short, I see a guy who his profile picture is him and Carter Beaufort of Dave Matthews Band, mm. and I'm a I'm a big Dave Matthews Band yes. fan. Um, big reason being Carter Beaufort, right? Unreal on the drums, and it said he was from York, and that's like 20 minutes from me in Enola. So I was like. I don't. How, I I just got on Facebook and I I knew his first name was Jeff, and I just searched for Jeff in York, mm-hmm. and his picture on Facebook was him and Dave Matthews. Well, there you go. I was like, all right, I'm gonna send this stranger a message. So I sent him a message on Facebook, and I was like, hey man, I have a gig coming up. I I'm in need of a drummer. I don't know if you're in for sitting in. Like I don't have, have much time to practice right now. It's like two weeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and give you a set list, whatever you need. And he's like, he responded and was. 
was willing to come try. So we played our first gig together, knowing we were going to show up an hour or two early, get set up, kind of chit chat a little mm -hmm. bit, get to know each other. And then we get there and my PA system just acting up. Oh no. I spent that whole time getting right. it to work. So like we're about to start, I get it working and it's basically, Hey man, here's the final set list. <laughs> I'll meet you in two hours. <laughs> and so we played that show. He did great. Um, I played some original material, played some Dave Matthews stuff, played a lot of the regulars that we now play as a band. Um, and it went really well. We hung out afterwards and he goes, Hey, so I'm in this other band and I just found out our bassist is also a guitar player. He's crazy good. He's like, do you happen to be looking for a guitar player? Mm. I was like, that's literally the next thing on my list because I needed to find a drummer first. Right. And I, I want, I want the band to grow. At that point we only had violin and saxophone with the drums, bass and guitar. Mm. Um, saxophone actually joined our band like for a show like he came in we thought we were going to be upstairs at hmac and i was like we're like a folk trio it was one of our first shows as a trio so i called up my um my friend eric and i was like hey do you want to come eric demelia yeah I however i don't even know how to pronounce it yeah right it's he, he that that last name is the reason when i remember to introduce the band at shows i just go their first name right. i have everyone else's last name down but his so i just go this it's, is Jeff on drums. This is Eric on saxophone. And yep. that's if I remember to. I forget to do it sometimes and I feel so bad. But um, like we opened for Keller Williams a couple of months ago and I'm just like so focused on getting through all these songs. Like I forgot. I, th I think I might have mentioned Liam before his bass solo. Mm -hmm. um, but I meant to do like a thing in the middle of a song and I just completely forgot. But we actually had a song on that that we played that day that we didn't even rehearse. Didn't they, I got an email that morning saying we had an extra 15 minutes if we wanted it. Mm. I was like, yeah, of course we'll of course, take it. Yeah. So that we, we played one of those songs that we added for our sound check. And then we just didn't rehearse this other one. And it sounded the best we've ever played it. I, I love like the, the, in the moment, improvisational, improvisational nature yes. of me, of music. Yeah. If you go that route, I mean, there, I, I, if I want to hear something the way it sounds on the, an album, I can just listen to the album. Right. Like I yeah, love, right. I love when I hear things that, Done little things that just jump out at me. Like even if it's really close to the album version, just like little things, little, um, little differences. Yeah, little things that. I, one of the, one of the things I, I like to strive for as a musician is is to never copy someone. Yeah. Um. Always add little little bit of my own stuff in it. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And um. Because that, that's what really makes a performance. Yeah. You know, if you hear, uh, like House of the Rising Sun, the exact same way it's done on on the radio, it's like I've well, I've already heard this. Right. It, exactly. It, it's so much more fun when people play around with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, really just add their own little the liberties thing. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more engaging because now you're yeah. listening for new Absolutely. things. Absolutely. It's so much more engaging. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that that the first time I saw live music. Was it, you. It, it had me so engaged. It was just like, it was the the feeling of being connected and in, like engaged to this person I don't know, mm -hmm. but there's a connection there right now that like is just just undeniable. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how you how you were mentioning it. Yeah, I just messaged this random person on that I just found. It's literally how uh, a lot of musicians connect. Yeah. Yeah. Which is by that's, that's how uh, well you connected to me. I don't think I've ever met. Before. Yeah, we had never met. Uh, I saw Liam was on one of your early episodes, and then he's actually Rascal Revival's mm -hmm. original bassist. Um, real quick sidetrack, then I'll come back. It's funny. He actually we were looking for bass because we were three piece originally mm -hmm. for our recording, and our drummer called Liam to come record, see if he could record on the REP and he was in Nashville. Like how often do you get a call when you're in Nashville to come record in Pennsylvania? Right. It should be the other way around. It should be the yeah. exact other way yeah. around. So Liam is now playing with Ben Brent and the Soul Miners Union pretty much full time. Um, they're a great blues trio. Ben's an unbelievable guitarist. Yeah. Um, and then we brought in Henry Dvorak who you had on shortly after that. And I, I noticed that those two were on. I was like, oh, hold on. I think I sent you a message. I was like, for what it's worth, like they're my, Original bassist and my new bassist. I don't know if you want to have me on or not, but well, yeah, <laughs> here I, mean, I am. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, that's part of 
you know, I want to have everybody on. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't know everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, absolutely. You got to. You have to get to know new people. And yes. And that Part was of the business. Yeah, and that's been the really one of the really fun aspects of having a band is just getting to know these guys and ha- watching them get to know each other and mm-hmm. and and getting new contacts. Yeah, through them yeah, and, and like they've they've all like I they all have other projects. Right. Um, Jake and Jeff are in a band called The Together. Jake has his own band. Um, my violinist Caleb is in countless like orchestras and plays. He's a teacher. That's cool. Um, Eric. Gal Media, I think, is close to how you might pronounce it. Yeah, it's, um, it's he's cool involved in countless projects too. With his, I know he's incredible in, saxophone. Yeah, incredible saxophone player. Um, he's got Swamp that he plays with. He's got, um, uh, what's that other one? Uh, Bottom Buzzers is the other one that he plays in. That I, th- th- those, those are two that I've, I've seen. Um, but I know he plays with other people, and he'll just go to he'll go to mics and, yeah, and, and I, literally, it's. So incredible when when someone can go to an open mic with like an instrument like that, like yeah. a saxophone or a violin or whatever not essential, quote unquote not essential. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, music instrument. Yeah, uh, and just come on a song and then just play along like it's nothing. Yeah, they don't have to know the key. They don't have to know nothing. No. They just play, and it's like. I wish I aspire oh, to too. be that those kind of musicians. Yeah, that, I wish I could. I, Henry Dvorak is one of those people. Granted, he plays the bass, which is I've heard that. Yeah, I've only practiced with him one time, and we have our second practice tonight, and then we have our gig tomorrow at Blue Sky Tavern in Edders. You know, he he has um he's really good with with pitch. Yeah, like yeah, he, and he I'm like I, I'm okay with pitch, but yeah. I'm always looking at him like okay, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and those, those guys are they they hear so much and they oh, yes. they understand music so much more than I do and then I do some weird things on the guitar because I mean it's kind of like the Dave Matthews influence like he just plays some weird chords and I don't mm. know what they are so like I'll, I'll bring some of these chords to the guys I'm like I don't know what this chord is help me figure it help out. me figure it out and they're 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 quick and understanding to oh to yes. figure it out and and I I've never been one to a I'm not nearly as good at understanding music as any of those guys mm-hmm. b i don't play their instruments right <laughs> like i'm never gonna tell them what to do on their instrument like i here's my song help me make it better yeah help you me know? arrange it yeah. yeah like this is what i wrote um and we have one of our newer songs we actually kind of sat down and figured out together um how we were going to do a couple of parts and we haven't always had the time to do that with six mm. pieces everyone's involved in other things it's hard enough to book, let alone practice. Right, I was going to say, at that, <laughs> at that point, your main focus is, is trying to book something, yeah, and, and then, then we'll worry about practice Yeah, exactly, later. that's how it has to be. And, and I'm so lucky that all of these guys are just such fantastic musicians that now I know that they're that good, I can kind of I can kind of can expect... relax. I, exactly, yeah. I can relax and just expect that they're going to be good. When I first put the band together, I was always just nervous about them not hitting their marks, and then they mm-hmm. just never missed them, and I'm like... Here I am missing what I'm supposed to do because I'm worried about what you're doing. Right. Like, if I just play what I'm supposed to play, they'll take care of the rest. Yeah, that's something as a as a pianist that uh, I'm not that good at piano. Um, people will disagree with me on. I get the no same end, thing, right? I don't but, think I'm um, that good at guitar. Well, because what what I can do is is I I'm one of those musicians who like legitimately I went to college for music. Yeah. Uh, so I understand uh the ins and outs. But um, so you can give me a chord chart and I'll play off that. And yeah. but they'll, they'll look at me and do like, hey, do a solo. And like, I don't know my scales well <laughs> enough to do a solo. Yeah. No, nonetheless, uh, like, to, I can improv for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's not gonna be. It's when if a chord chart or if a chord progression is changing so quickly, that's something that's just out of my brain. Well, I know some people who just. Go look at you, and they and they go wild. Yeah, and like like Eric or Henry, they'll just go Jake, wild. Jake's capable too. Like him and I would play acoustic shows together. And I'm like, I can get lost playing two chords, just watching him just go up and down the neck. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> when when I play with uh, I play with Bjorn sometimes. Yeah, oh, he's Jacobson. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I he's like he'll tell me before like, all right, it's E minor and A minor, and yeah. I'm like, is that really it? Because I I've listened to a song I've yeah. listened to play that same song yeah. a million times I'm like 
that's 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 really it yeah that's all that's all it is yeah. and he just makes up this wild stuff on the yeah. guitar and it's, i'm like i don't even know how to compete with that on, yeah. on a piano <laughs> his energy is unreal i i met him at uh boobies open mic a couple years ago the same night i met jake joyce mm. um because our drummers who brought him in and when went to the bjorn's open mic and played a few songs and got to hang out with our, our drummer and that's when Jake officially accepted his invite to, to be part of this project. And yeah, it's crazy. They all have their own things. It just blows my mind that like Jake has all of these cover songs that he knows and these Grateful Dead his songs style. he knows and his songs and like, and then it can just come into to play with me on an acoustic show or full band and just blow my mind. It, like it's just wild. like he did last time. Like yeah. it's, this is different than what you did last time, but it just blows my mind every time. So I I want to get we're kind of rounding out our time on our, on the radio yeah yeah so I want to get into some of your songs oh please do yeah. um so we have three songs which one would you like to play first um I think we'll go with the first song on the so the for EP the world is for the world yes tell me what that's about um it's kind of, I wrote this song once the band became six pieces and I knew I wanted a bigger sound um it's kind of about realizing that the world isn't this fairy tale that you might have been taught it was or i got i came to this realization as a parent so like mm -hmm. just things you worry about now that you didn't used to worry about um yeah it just the i one of the things i like about this song is i took I, I focus on a lot of negatives about the world mm. and i talk about weeping for the world but at the end and i almost didn't do this the end of the song i talk about how there's there's still hope. Like despite all of that, there's still hope. And I think looking back and realizing that that was a decision I made, I'm really glad I did because I almost didn't put that part in the song and then it would have just been this negative song and I don't mm. want people to get that out of my music. Mm. Um, it still has an upbeat feel to the song, but I'm not talking about the most upbeat, upbeat things. things. But at the, at the end, there's a reminder that despite all of those things, like we can still... There's still hope. Yes, yes. Yeah. I will, with that said, this is For the World.
create the problems and blame it on you. Distract and divide, lather and repeat. And add a little pinch of fear and watch it as it eat it up. Well, I'll weep for the world, I'll weep for you and me. Now we for the world, is this how it's supposed to be? And that was uh, For the World by Rascal Revival. That was a really funky, cool piece. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, uh, you can follow him, like like we said in the beginning of the show. You can follow Rascal Revival on Spotify. You have Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook page. Uh, you have a website, what, rascalrevivalmusic.com. And if you just go to rascalrevival.com, it'll take you to rascalrevivalmusic.com. Ah. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to uh, pick up uh, with another song. This is called Point of View, and uh, I assume the song is about a point of view. Yeah, I actually wrote this, started writing this song sarcastically. Mm. Um, somebody said something wasn't the most intelligent thing, and I, <laughs> and I wrote this line down knowing like this could be something later on. I, um, when I hear it, it might come back to me which line it was, but I came back to that same line later. A, from a different point of view, and then also I was able to keep the song about being a point of view. So, like, it was cool, a little double meaning to cool. fin- finishing yeah. that song. Um, what is one thing unique about this song? that the, uh, the long intro. So, when we recorded this, it was during COVID. Mm. I wanted to record live because that's where I think the magic happens. Everyone together. Yes. But we just really wanted to get our, our new six-piece sound out there. So, I recorded acoustic guitar and drums first and then everyone else came in later and added their part and my intention was to have everyone d- use that long intro to try a couple different things out and then we pick what we want mm-hmm. and then I forgot to tell anyone so then they just had all this time to play over over the music and it just turned out fantastic I was like I can't touch this right <laughs> like right. Jake Jake pieced it all together he's who mixed it um, and just put all these pieces together and into such a great way. I was just like, yeah, this is, has, this has, this has a long intro now. <laughs> right, right. So now like, I always pictured when I wrote the song, it would have a short intro, but, but now the power of music, man, it's just, it's now long and I, I love it. It's so good. I, I love the long intro. Like I'm, I'm so happy with the way it turned out. We'll have to listen to that. Well, it's coming up right now. Right this on. is point of view from the Rascal Revival. <laughs> Lives. While for others it's a 
And that was a point of view from Rascal Revival. Um, unfortunately, we don't we don't have a lot of time left on the radio. So if you want to find more of his music, um, we've we've been talking uh, through throughout his music. So unfortunately, I didn't really get a chance to listen to it. But we have so much more to talk about. Um, he's I'm definitely gonna have RJ on here again. Um, but we're going to keep continuing this conversation a little bit on Facebook Live. So if you're interested in hearing more of his stuff, you can go to his website, rascalrevival.com or rascalrevivalmusic.com. That is R-A-S-C-A-L, revival, shouldn't be that hard to spell. Um, and then music, which is not that hard to spell either. Correct. Uh, and .com, you can find him on Spotify. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram. Bandcamp, iTunes, iTunes, the internet, whatever, everywhere. You can wherever, find them everywhere. Yeah. Um, and you can follow us here on Facebook. That is facebook.com forward slash the story. Corey Rosen, C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can search us up on Spotify using that same tagline, the story, Corey Rosen. You'll find uh, the brick background with the red neon lights saying the story you can find us there on any streaming platform you can uh soon enough we'll be posting clips on youtube so if you want to just scan through and see whatever clips you want to uh hear about you can go to there it's the story and i'm sure you can search it up the same way the story Corey rosen and it'll be one of the first things that pop up uh with all that said thank you guys so much for listening on the radio we're going to keep going on on Facebook Live. And with that said, everybody, have a great day. Enjoy. <laughs>